Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenzie Gibbs, bringing you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. And today's episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. Uh, with the Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe, 24 7 monitoring, agents capture evidence to accurately verify a threat for faster police response. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on college to learn more. Now, folks, we've talked about Florida State all week. I bought you the position by position breakdowns, but you know what? I thought to myself, y'all are probably tired of hearing me talk. Y'all are probably tired of hearing me talk about Florida State, and maybe I missed some things. So in the spirit of fairness and transparency, we have half of the host of Locked On Knows in the building, my man, Drizzy Drake. How you doing, Drake? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm finally, you know, it's, I'm happy to be back on Locked On Wolfpack, and uh, it's good to see you, my guy. Now, y'all saw him here last year. He looked a little different. His hair was a, a little bit more kept, uh, cut, kept and cut back then. Words are beating me up. It's Friday. It's been a long week. We enjoying ourselves. You know what I mean? Drake looked like he ready for the beach already. Got the shirt open, the chain out, the chest showing. He, yeah, he looked good. Brother. But, <laughs> but we're going to get down into the nitty-gritty of who this Florida State team is a little bit, what you know what you think their strengths are, what you think the, the concerns are, and we're going to talk about the path to winning for both uh, NC State and Florida State. That sounds like a good show to you. Oh, that sounds great to me, my guy. Now, before we get into this, I was a big proponent of the wrong Florida ACC team being good this year. And so I got to apologize to Drake for that off the top. I got to apologize off the top. Before we get into the show, before I play the theme music, I'm man enough to admit I'm wrong. I, I When I'm wrong, and I was wrong about these two teams. The jury is still out on Florida State. Let's, let, let me be clear about that. I'm mm-hmm. not ready to call them a good team yet. But boy, was I wrong about those Canes, which plenty of people in Tallahassee are celebrating. And oh boy, the U-Don is already here. Anywho... Uh, we're going to get into all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Wolfpack. You are Locked on Wolfpack. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. I love that intro, man. Damn. <laughs> hey, listen, man. I, I do what I can, man. I do what I can. But let me tell you something, man. This is again, I I it when I when I took down the nose, quote unquote. I mean, when I took down the canes, quote unquote, on locked on ACC, plenty of Florida State fans were in my DMs like, hey man, they had it coming and da 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 And I said, Whoa, this is not that type of party. I didn't even want to do it, but they had it coming with all the smack that they fans talk. But we're not talking to them tonight. We're not <laughs> talking to them tonight. We are talking some nose football. We are talking nose NC State, and we're going to talk uh, what what this team does well, what concerns you, all that good stuff. Now, one thing that I, I want to talk about real quick before I, I give the floor to you, I believe that uh, Jordan Travis, you know, some people talk about a player taking a step forward. You know what I mean? That man is taking a quantum leap forward. He looks like a completely different player than we have seen in any of his previous stops so far. And so with that being said, uh, can you talk about how that's come about a little bit? Uh, I mean, mainly it's 
it's him being more confident. And basically, we've seen Jordan Travis originally was a quarterback at the University of Louisville, right? Mm-hmm. He was backing up. I think it was Juwan Pass and also Malik Cunningham, too. They were teammates there as well. He came to Tallahassee actually while Taggart was still there in 2019. And right. then you see 2020, James Blackman doesn't work out really well. He gets a certain job towards the end of the year. Mackenzie Millen comes on towards the end of the uh, in the in the offseason of 2021, heading into that season. And then it becomes a team overall into last year. And to me, it's more that he's confident and he's finally actually had job fully for himself but also that coach Mike Norvell finally actually has full faith and trust in him because if you see from the first two years he's not tailoring his offense to him and that to me was a big indictment on Norvell not utilizing all the weapons and actually options that he had in the offense and also you see with the departure of Kevin Dillingham the former offensive coordinator you bring in Tony Tokars who actually is top five I think at the FCS level when it comes to, I'm sorry division two level when it comes to dual threat quarterbacks so that definitely is a bigger step forward for Jordan Travis but also it helps when you have a six foot seven freak of Johnny Wilson on the outside, Micah Pittman too, and a very dangerous running back game with Treshawn uh, Ward and Trey Benson. And to me, I didn't see this coming. I was someone that was actually much lower on Jordan Travis. I saw him as a below average passer. I think you see a lot of the the same thing. And this year, he's uh, he's pretty much fat, dumb, butt wrong all year. It's it's uh, it's very interesting to see how how well he's doing. And you're right; it does make it a lot easier when you got a big six six. 235 sitting out there uh, at, at receiver when most, I mean, the tallest of corners you're going to see in ACC at, for the most part, what, 6'2", maybe? Yeah, uh, maybe. So there's there's a, a, a definite advantage to having a guy like that on the team. But now tell me the part about this Florida State team that excites you and those fans the most, the part that you're like, this is our strength, this is where our bread is buttered, this is where we'll go, uh, and this is what we will try to establish in Raleigh. The three-headed monster we have in the backfield with Treshawn Ward, Trey Benson, and Lawrence Tofili, the Uso. Those three kids right there, it's just really a dynamic running attack. And that's basically because they're able now to feed off Jordan Travis, who now actually, he's actually attempted less um, like rushing attempts actually for the first four games of his entire career. So now they're so much better of a passer. Now it allows them to basically be better in open space, receive outside the backfield. I mean, against Duquesne, like you were saying on the first show, I think from um, last month, it was Duquesne, but still you had, for the first time in program history, three separate running backs rushed for 100 yards. Trey Benson leads the country in broken missed tackles. You don't want to tackle that man. He basically right. plays like a Brandon Jacobs back from the Giants. And you have Treshawn Ward, one of the fleas to foot. He's very agile, has great vision. And you have Lawrence Toffoli, who is basically, I want to say your Darren Sproles kind of pass catching back to, because to me, those three out there, the running backs, that's how we're going to probably, if we're going to win this game in Raleigh, and we need those three to have an excellent game. Okay. All right. So when you look at the areas of concern for this team, where are the areas where you're like, oh boy, uh, this group, you know, every time we seem to have a long day or a game that's a little too close, you can pinpoint this group and they're always at the heart of it. Uh, After watching the weight game, I think you might have seen some of that. There's two and it's on lines of scrimmage for both the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball. You played defensive line. We mm-hmm. had no penetration against the Wake Forest offensive line. I mean, Wake Forest, it's not a bad offensive line, but you need to be able to get some sort of pressure. And we were able, we let Sam Hartman basically be able to dial up a phone, order a pizza, get some takeout, chill, take a nap back there. So to me, the defensive line is something that definitely leaves a lot to be desired because of a lot of injuries. We have lost Fabian Lovett. Jared Verse didn't play until the second half against Wake. And you saw when he came in, it was a much different beast. But the main issue right now is the offensive line because we have been down starting center. Maurice, uh, not Maurice, 
Kane Lyles, Bless Harris, who was going to be our left tackle starting, he's also out. And then we lost Robert Scott in the Louisville game. And you saw that actually the kind of the ghosts of a Tallahassee past where Jordan didn't have enough time in the back in the pocket and he's scrambling, he's running out, which is fine. But also Jordan's a little bit dinged up, so he's not the police to foot right now either. So to me right now with the line of scrimmage, it's going to be an issue. And especially because Corey Durden basically was baptizing Maurice Smith last year. And to me, that defensive line at NC State may kind of not a field day, but it's definitely going to be it's a tall task for for this FSU offensive line that's very banged up with injuries. Okay, and and you know what, health is is such a big part of of uh, college football because while everybody likes to say next man up, there's a reason that the guy in the first seat is in the first seat. First seat. There's a reason he's the starter. There's a reason why the other guy comes in when the starter gets tired or when they're doing a specific thing, maybe that the starter is not as good at defending or as good at um, uh, executing. There's a reason for that. So, I mean, you know, NC State saw it a little bit with Tyler Baker Williams being out. I said that the key to that game, which I believe is a very similar key to this game, it was not letting DJ build up confidence because We've seen it all year, even against the lowly, terrible Georgia Tech team. When he does not get confidence early, he struggles. I believe mm-hmm. the same thing applies to Jordan Travis. I believe when you get him to see looking around and seeing ghosts and all that good stuff early, it's going to be a long day. However, because Tyler Baker Williams, our nickelback, uh, was hurt, what ends up happening is we have a play early in the game where there was a throwout to and got in the flat that went for 15 yards, 10 or 15 yards, simply because it was a busted coverage. Nobody was there. To me, that is a a big area of, at the end of the day, this defensive line getting home, these linebackers getting home, and not letting Jordan Travis get comfortable. I think that that, that to me, and their ability to stop the run, I think that that to me more than anything else, because if you let them come on late, sure, whatever, I don't really care. At that point in time, it might be too late. But if you let a team open up early with that type of confidence, you're looking at some problems there. So coming back, we're going. I'm going to talk to you about some Wolfpack football. I'm going to ask you what you think about this Wolfpack team and, and what part scare you, what part has you like, eh, you know, it's very blah. We, we can take care of that. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. But before we do, I've got to talk to you all about Simply Safe. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I know because I use Simply Safe in my own home. They protect you with cutting edge security technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. And there are a ton of reasons to love it. But I'm going to just let you know this. You can customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on college. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on college to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. So, Drake, tell me this. You've seen this NC State team. You've you've seen what they've done so far. Four and one on the season. Um, you know, only loss coming against the Clemson team. That looked pretty good, but that also it kind of wet wet the bed, pissed down their leg a little bit uh in that game. So you tell me, what is the biggest area of concern for you with this NC State team? 
Your defense and primarily your defensive line. I mean, that was a team that overall to me, I think I really like how actually you go from like what's my what's my strength for FSU and what's my weakness, and then basically one of your strengths, which is the vaunted like basically your defensive line, and also with your linebacking play with the Drake Thomas, is able to capitalize along a very hurt and very injured and also very what's the world looking for kind of basically struggling offensive line for Florida State because mm-hmm. right now we're still going through all all these different offensive line combinations with Jackson Turrentine being a uh, South Carolina transfer who played amazing at LSU against a great LSU defensive line, but then has struggled ever since. Dimitri Emanuel from Charlotte, he's also struggling too as well. And you have Darius Washington who actually in the Wake Forest game, if not for a holding and a false start, probably actually hurt us to win that game there. So to me, that defensive line with how physical you are, how big you are, and seeing how you handled us last year, that to me is probably the gravest point of concern for me. So now what is the area on the flip side of that coin? What's the area that you look at and you're like, oh, we'll get ours there. We'll we'll get some, we'll get what we need from this group. It's your other side of the ball. Cause it's kind of strange because you've said it all along, what's wrong with Devin Leary? And because one of the things about me with Devin Leary, he's not been the man that was promised, the pastor that was promised every Game of Thrones fan. And to me, he just hasn't been the guy this year. And we might not be able to get home with him. But our secondary is pretty strong. Our linebacking play with Kalen Delos and Tatum Bethune is strong as well. And maybe Devin Leary misses Mecca Mezzi. I know you still have Thayer Thomas too as well. To me, it's your offensive scheming. And with your offense overall, while our defense may have struggled against Wake Forest, your offense leaves a little bit more to be desired. And quite frankly, it's more shocking because I had you as more, probably the most complete team in the Atlantic end of the year. Huh. Oh, you aren't the only one. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. <laughs> I, I, Normally, I don't call for coaches to be fired or to be let go or anything like that. And I actually don't believe I did that this week. But there were a lot of people who did not like how strongly I worded things towards uh, Coach Tim Beck. And frankly, I'm going to say this because it won't make me lose my clean rating. I don't give a damn. I'm sorry to tell y'all this. You know, I because I rarely ever curse. Very, very rarely. But the reality is, if you saw... The same things that I saw out of that game. Again, Wake Forest gave you the recipe. They gave you the recipe to beat this team. One thing about that RPO offense that you saw yourself, one thing that it it necessitates is it leaves in a lot of backs and tight ends as blockers, and it forces you to take some deep shots. It says, you know what? We only need two to three people on the route this play, and one of them's going to get open. One of them's going to win a 50-50 ball, something along those lines. We did that with Devin Carter. It worked out. Biggest play of the game on the first drive of the game or second drive of the game, really early in the game. And we never went back to it. We thought after after we did Max Protecting It Worked, we said, excellent, now go empty. We want empty here. <laughs> I'm, feeling, I'm feeling empty. I'm feeling quick passes. That's what I'm feeling. After you just hit a big play out of Max Protect, that's what you did for the rest of the game. I'm feeling screen. It's giving, we need to get the ball out of his hand quickly behind the line of scrimmage. So guess what? Wolfpack Nation, y'all know me. We don't do fluff pieces here. We also don't do hit pieces. We tell it like it is. We tell what it is, what it ain't, what it could be, and what it can't. And honestly, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. To me, the Devin Leary's lack of performance, the first few games, because now that I'm going back and watching the tape, part of it 
is absolutely on him. The ECU game, that was absolutely him. I don't know what was happening there. What was that? Wasn't there. Devin, man? No, <laughs> that, that was that was fully Devin. That the coach. Coach Beck was drawing up the schemes that were working. Oh, no, I mean, that wasn't Devin Leary playing quarterback. I'm telling you, someone else took his uniform and was actually playing us at ECU. Well, you know, we, we've been looking for if, – if that's the case, we need to find him. We need to find him right away. We need to find the real Devin. Uh, if you're the real Slim Shady, please stand up, okay, because this ain't the ACC player preseason player of the year. But now, after that game, he picked it up in every single game. He got progressively better. I think Clemson was his best game of the year. I think he played really good ball in terms of against actual competition because, let's be honest, UConn is a very unserious outfit. I'm never going to give you credit for what you do against an FCS team unless it's North Dakota State. So Charleston Southern is out as well. So with that being said, these are very unserious outfits that you put up good numbers against. Against Texas Tech, there were he played better. He was coming along. And then you look at this game and you say, well, Devin's finally firing. And then what do we do? Oh, by the way, hey, I know that that guy's probably going to be a top 10 pick next year, but uh, redshirt sophomore, go ahead and block him one-on-one for me. Go ahead and uh, make sure he doesn't have a, a good game. We're going to go empty. We're going to try to hit some intermediate routes. Just give Devin about three to four seconds uh, against KJ Henry, okay? Uh, I we we saw the again, and, and you know the worst part about it. You know the the like actual worst part about it that really hurt my feelings. In the big play that was hit to Devin Carter, the announcers literally said, "What a great big blitz pickup by Jordan Houston." <laughs> so. You know, anywho, I digress. At the end of the day, I agree. The offensive cohesion or lack thereof is the weakness of this team. Because every defense, I can tell you, I've been on teams where the defenses have been good and the offense has been atrocious. I haven't been on a team with a defense to this level in college. But I was on a team where the defense was good, the offense was atrocious. And because of that, naturally, over time, number one, you wear down. Number two, people learn your things. The guys on the other side of the ball are on scholarship too. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, uh, at a certain point in time, with the way that the rules are set up now in football, and any offensive coordinator that is worth their weight in dog crap, after you're on the field for about 70 plays, knows, okay, if we see this, look, this is what, if we give them this, this is what they'll go with. If, If we're doing this, this is what. So, you know, the offense has to pick it up. This has to be complimentary football. This has to be that type of situation um, in order to win this game. Now, tell me this. What is one part about Florida State that most people don't really recognize or give a lot of credit to that you're like, this is something to look out for. This is a guy or this is a unit or this is a thing that we do that, you know, it could pop out and surprise you. I think one of the things that basically probably if you don't follow the team closely or if you haven't watched a lot of Florida State football is the the way that Mike Norvell and the new offensive coordinator, Alex Atkins, who's the former offensive line and running corner at Charlotte when he came in, are able to basically scheme and basically actually feed a lot of different people. If you have noticed that every Florida State game, the leading receiver has been a different player. The mm-hmm. first game, I want to say it was Malik McLean. Second one was the Ontario Wilson 150 yard against LSU, the fake DBU. Then you had Johnny Wilson, who was burning Jarvis Brownlee the second in the secondary number 12. And then the last game, the last two games, it was Darren Williamson, who was a redshirt freshman. And then you have Micah Pittman from this last game against Wake. So overall, to me, you'll ne- it's always a different guy every single week and every single way, whether it's a raw receiver, whether it's a Ram tight end or a running back. So to me, 
they're able to get everyone involved. And that's been the one thing that we haven't been able to do since Mike Nevada has been here. Now he has a tool at his disposal. You're going to be probably, in my personal opinion, I think one name to watch out for for NC State fans is Malik McClain, number 11. I think that's going to be a kid that we've been waiting all season long for his number to be called. And that's someone that basically, to me, you're going to force feed him along with Johnny Wilson. Because Malik McClain is also like almost six or four, six or five. Yeah, well, in, in the words of Cameron and uh, paid in full, everybody eats, B. Everybody eats. So, you know, if it's if it's a situation where there's going to be some spreading the ball around, looks like more of NC State's DBs are going to have to step up here. Now, the reality is, before I get you out of here, I'm going to need you to talk to me about what you're predicting to happen in this game. But before we do, before we do get there, I've also got to talk about Built Bar. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Ready? Delicious, indulgent cookie dough. Covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite, Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs. I'm telling you, they have a light, chewy texture with real chocolate dough uh, chunks. And of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All of the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Plus, it's healthy for you. Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs have only 180 calories and they're a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to build.com to snag a box for you and your family. It'll be the perfect treat. Or you can find a really good hiding place and just hoard them to yourself. I, I would not advise that, but I mean, go for it by all means. Uh, go to build.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON15, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-1-5 for 15% off your order at build.com. So, Drake, we're about to land this thing. But before we get out of here, you've got two teams coming off of losses, two teams that are pissed off about their losses, I'm sure. Your loss was a little bit closer. You know, the, the, there was a rallying attempt that just just barely fell short. Who do you think prevails in this game that could have significant uh, ramifications going forward for the Atlantic? This is hard, man. I've been toying with this back and forth because I know everyone wants to point out with the Wake Forest Florida State game, it was 31-21. If you're watching that game, Wake Forest let off the gas in the second half. They only threw mm. the ball six times. So to me, mm. that score is a little more and is not as kind of more of a facade of what actually happened. But to me, with this, it's going to come down to whether or not we get Robert Scott back. If we get Robert Scott back, I definitely think that FSU can come out with a victory, a very close victory, even though it is in Raleigh. However, mm-hmm. if we're still missing Robert Scott all along the offensive line, if Jared Verse is still limited, this is going to come down to basically if we can contain Devin Leary. This is going to be basically which quarterback is the better of the two overall to me. So to, I really would love to lean Florida State here and maybe like a 27-24 kind of game. But as of right now, I don't believe Robert Scott's going to play. So I'm going to go the other way around and actually say, and I hate to do it on here, but I do think that NC State is going to pull it off 27-24 overall. Mm. So take the under, folks. I love I love Verse. I love Verses. He's, he's so, so good. good. He is so good. <laughs> oh, he's he has that he has that uh, wiggling bend around the edge that, of course, you would expect from a guy his size. He's not the biggest. He's not like that burly, like the bookend that when you run his way, you know he's going to set that edge. He has the bend, of course. But when you watch him against the run, that's where he shines because a guy his size that still has that ability to kind of set that edge to if you got him against a tight end, oh, it's so long, good night, don't worry about it. That play is going to get busted up at best or at at worst is going to get busted up. At best, you're going to have to bounce that ball way outside where you thought it was going to be. 
because he's great at setting edges. He he does a little bit of everything well. Um, at times, he t- seems to get overwhelmed by double teams, but what 240-pound DN wouldn't? Like, that's just the reality. It's also his uh, first year in the FCS. I mean, FBS, too. He's still going to adjust exactly. to that. Exactly. He he looks good. I'm telling you, with, with some time in that strength conditioning program. How, how many years eligibility he got left, too? Oh, he's got, I think, three, but my man's going to leave after. If he didn't get hurt this year, I wouldn't be surprised if he left after this season, if he didn't get hurt. I think him oh. getting hurt actually is going to probably tell him to come back to the year after because that kid's going to be special. Oh, my God. When he puts on weight and is like a, gets a full year of being in that program, oh, he's going to be nasty. He's going to be nasty. But um, Wolfpack Nation, y'all know the rules. Y'all not getting my prediction until game day. But with that being said, thank you so very much, Drake. Tell the folks where they can find your pod, man. You can follow me at Tally underscore underscore Drake. You can follow the podcast at uh, basically at Locked on Seminoles on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, or Virgin Podcast from. And also, we are on YouTube, so like the video, subscribe. And also, Kenton is always happy, you know, having a pleasure coming on here. And, you know, I love listening to you on uh, on the Good, Bad, and Ugly on Mondays with Candace because you do tell us straight. You do tell it bold. But I do reserve the right to change my prediction. I will say Florida State now is going to win 27-24 because just because of what the guy you just said with Jared Verse. You know, I, I'll tell you what. I again in watching verse these last couple of weeks, I kind of saw that he was not himself in a hundred percent because the, against LSU, he put on he was a showstopper. He mm-hmm. he won that game virtually by himself defensively, and and so you know to see him, he looked good these last couple of weeks, but he didn't look like this wasn't the, the that guy. So you know, um, so you heard it here first, okay. Uh, and if you're ever down in Tallahassee and you, you're getting some trouble, you know what I mean? If you ever, Drake is a lawyer, so don't worry about it. He's your guy. He's not, this ain't a better call Saul situation because he's, he's not going to break the law for you. But when you get caught breaking the law, Drake's going to make sure you get the best deal possible. All right. You, you yes, just, sir. Yes, sir. In Tallahassee, I'm in South Florida too. I got you anywhere in the state of Florida, people. Exactly. He, he's not the, he's not the one that's going to come back to you. Yeah. So, uh, for your backed up parking tickets, you're looking at 25 to life. You know what I mean? It's a good deal. We think you should take it. You know, it's not. Yeah. Not my suits like, fit everybody. His suits fit. If you see, y'all know my rule. If you see an attorney with the big pants that look like they never seen the tailor in their life. Ooh, buddy, I don't care what you did. You're going to jail. Ask me how I know. <laughs> Anywho, uh, thank you all so very much for coming out, Wolfpack Nation. I appreciate y'all every single time. Peace and love, y'all. And as always, go Pack. You are locked on Wolfpack. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.